Triple Six Rivals back again for a very special Valentine's Day episode. I'm T here with Big D. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And what we want to talk about, right, D, today is something that we think can't be more important and definitely the world needs much more of right now. What is that, D? That's love. Definitely. De- love is pretty important because at the end of the day, a lot of this material shit, houses can be stripped away. Jobs can be taken, snatched up in a heartbeat, as we've seen. Money be <laughs> lost. But even love, D, don't you think love is a fickle thing, too? Because love can easily turn to hate. So... Let me share something a little personal with you guys. I was once someone who invented the saying that love is like a unicorn, a mere figment of one's imagination. Is it, D? Do you still feel that way? No. How someone gets from there, seeing love as something so fickle, like I said, a unicorn. So let me ask you a quick question, D. What broke you? Today, I see that love and altruism camaraderie ship through that love for each other as a fellow human as a lover as a friend it's necessary to break the bonds of materialism by what and technology by which we live today what broke me is cliche i fell in love but i have an old mentor and you know what he says he put he he sums it up very well he says no matter how much you plan or what you plan for you can't plan for love because love is an accident. Absolutely, and that's actually an old Sicilian myth. They believe in something called the thunderbolt. Ooh, when love, what's that? When love strikes, it's kind of like an act of God, guys. You can see it, especially when somebody is first freshly fallen in love. They're Definitely. kind of in another fucking uh, universe. But what we want to talk about today is something that's very important, a very important man. And Dee's going to tell you about him right now. Tell me about this very important man, Dee. So, I'm going to tell you guys about St. Valentine. How befitting for Valentine's Day, right? Absolutely. What did St. Valentine do? Well, during the time that he lived, during the 3rd century AD, he was going around and he was secretly wedding Christian couples to prevent their husbands from going off to war, number one. Number two, he was also going around and converting Roman Catholics of high ranks into Christians. So T, tell me a little, give, a, give them a little bit of history about this time and why this was such a bad thing. Ooh. Rome is definitely in its decline. It's got maybe another century left before it's actually overrun by barbarians. But at this time, Christians were persecuted in every part of the empire. They were literally being thrown to the lions, guys. That sounds terrible. Exactly. Now, if you can imagine, and this wasn't just men. This was women. This was children. This was everyone. This was the elderly. This was everyone. So if you could only imagine the horror of being in the arena, the sand on your feet, you hear the animals in the background growling. And these animals aren't freshly fed, your zoo-type animals. No, these animals have been fucking tormented. And they've only got one thing on their mind, eating your ass. So at this time, Rome was a violent place, and it was very dangerous to be a Christian. And what St. Valentine was doing was extremely dangerous. dangerous So legend goes, as far as his conversion, is there was a judge, a Roman Catholic judge, and the judge's name was Judge Asterius. He says to St. Valentine, oh, 
well, if you're if you actually have these powers and these abilities um, based on your faith, you should have the power to heal my blind daughter. Well, Saint Valentine successfully, according to legend, heals Asterius's blind daughter, which results in Asterius. Uh, becoming a true believer in St. Valentine and converting his entire 44-member household to Christianity. He fasts for three days and he undergoes a Christian baptism. Eventually, Claudius, the Roman emperor of the time, uh, catches wind of this and he goes after Valentine because he finds out of his secret dealings with the Christians. Absolutely. And to think, I mean... To think that, did it happen? It's possible, absolutely. But to be able to convert an entire household with one act, but more importantly, being able to stand up to the powerful and having the bravery to do something that literally can get you thrown to a fucking line, burned at the fucking stake, or even worse, disemboweled, drawn and quartered. The Romans terrible. basically invented torture. Mm -hmm. Terrible, terrible forms of torture. Oh my goodness. But I think it's an extremely important lesson for today, D. Don't you think how people in power, a Roman clergyman at the time, decided to challenge his own... His own... His, his own, own religious authority. Exactly. And I think the people in power today, don't you think, D, the people that are actually running the country, they need to start acting and shouldering some of the responsibility because if you have power, both you and I believe you have responsibility, right? Absolutely. Because we both believe power corrupts and this is nothing new and power has to be checked. But without powerful people being able to stand up to the powerful, how are the powerless ever going to improve their lot? I don't think it's possible, D. Uh, I don't think so either. It's like you said, you need you need powerful men and women to and stand I think up to powerful men and women. I think you were one of the people that actually brought this to my attention, how... Most of the social movements and revolutions throughout history are started by not from the, from the bottom up, but from the top, top down. down. Correct, yeah. And so this is an interesting phenomenon because I'm starting to see a little bit of similarities in our own time where certain leaders in certain industries are starting to buck the trends of the status quo and mm -hmm. it's reverberating outwards. We're seeing political violence, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing polarization that we haven't seen in a long time. But it came from the top down. This didn't come from the bottom up. Exactly. And people need to be aware that, you know, there's a lot going on that they're not they're not actually being told. And that's why we wanted to get together today and do a little Valentine's Day podcast. And shifting gears, I want to tell you guys about another reason why Valentine's Day is so popular, especially in American culture. And that comes from a man named Al Capone. Do you know who this man was, D? He was a very scary Chicago gangster. Exactly. And at one time, he had almost more power than probably some small states and countries at the time. Definitely. So basically what the St. Valentine's Day Massacre was, was it was the final act. Mm -hmm. It was the... Downfall. The, it was the last stand of the Chicago North Gang. Mm -hmm. And the leader was Bugs Moran. And basically what happened is Al Capone was able to convince the seven leaders of the North Side Gang to meet in a flower shop in Chicago. And while they were there, men disguised as policemen, this is nothing new, entered the building, told them to line up against the wall, 
complying because they thought they were a police officer and they were safe. Mm -hmm. They turned around. And when they did, they the man fired on. Opened fired. Now this was also Al Capone's undoing because after this act, the federal government IRS, had enough. FBI. And they yeah. came at him full force and mm -hmm. eventually were able to convict him on tax, ev tax evasion charges where he did 10 years. Three or four of them, I believe, was in Alcatraz and the rest was in a federal penitentiary. It's because of people like, it's kind of funny, it's because of people like Al Capone that the IRS used to carry guns like the FBI. <laughs> So, that's just the two extremes of mm -hmm. why Valentine's Day is so important. But at exactly. the same time, it illustrates a point of actions have consequences. And every time that a person has power and they refuse to wield it responsibility, it reverberates out into society. And you see a lot of the shit that we see going on right now. And we've got to be careful, guys. We truly do. Society pays for it. Our communities pay for it. Genera and Generations. Those that come after us, they probably have it the worst. The statistics show that each generation for the last two has been born with less wealth than the generation before them. So, on that note, happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Thank you for watching the Triple Six Rivals podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe.